Blog Talk Radio. Right into this world, all alone. Gotta take your soul. You're on your own. Good evening, afternoon, wherever it is. Welcome to Way In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin. Joined with the fine co-host of this program, Jonathan Miklos. And we had to come to you today. We couldn't let Super Bowl Sunday come and go without doing our true predictions. You know, nothing we said before today matters. And Jonathan will tell you that. I've had a chance to break this game down over and over and over again. And I still come up with the same result. I don't know what you do, but we want people to call in today. 646-716-5564. Press number one once you call in. Give your prediction. Let us know what you think needs to happen in order for the team you're predicting to win to win. And I, I just, I've been going over and over it again, and anything can happen in football. So anybody that says they know for sure what's going to happen, they're crazy. But if these two teams, you know, run to form, if they're true to their form of what I've seen with my eyes for 18 weeks or 19, 20 weeks, whatever it's been, Jonathan, I think I have a good feel of what's going to happen tonight. And I know Vegas has a job to do, but, but man, they missed this one. I mean, they, they really did. They missed it. Well, missed it in what way? Are you saying that the line should be higher? Or uh, because I, we – I don't know. There's a couple interesting uh, statistics out there, a couple trends out there that are very intriguing – and would say, yeah, you're right, they, they did miss it. Uh, Vegas should have Denver favored. So it's uh, – I think oh. this is one of the better games we're going to see in a while. Yeah, it's awesome. And and you try to – you know what I hate about the week off? It gives you a chance to – your mind starts playing tricks on you. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like the worst thing is time. And what I've seen and, – and I'm just going to be honest with you. And this is, you tell me what you think. I'm so glad Super Bowl's here. It's gonna. Be, I hope it's a. I hope it's a fantastic football game. That's what I'm hoping for. And one thing I was concerned about, Jonathan, is it's been really a while since Carolina's played a fourth quarter that really meant something. How is that going to impact them today if they're in the fourth quarter? Denver's played a lot of fourth quarter games. What's the, what's going to happen if Carolina's down 17 to 13 with four minutes left in the game? How do they respond to that? since they haven't been in that position in a long time? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's a skill uh, on Denver's part to be able to, you know, come out and be able to make it through so many of those games. Whereas when you're Carolina, when is that one time where they're going to catch you? You know, that, that, one, that one time somebody's actually going to challenge you, and you're going to have a hard time with it. It's kind of like Golden State uh, last night where, you know, Steve Kerr is on the bench, and he's sitting there going, oh, my, it's, you know, it's nice to actually uh, play a fourth quarter. You know, and that's kind of what Carolina's been in for most of the season where they've just been flat out dominating people. Um, I, I, I don't really know how they're going to handle it. I really don't. I mean, we <laughs> saw Cam do it against uh, Seattle. We saw him be able to do it against the Giants, but this is not the biggest stage he'll ever be on. And honestly, this is the best defense Cam would be facing all year, honestly. I mean, you, Seattle's not Seattle anymore. We know that. I mean, they have a good rushing defense. Carolina 
got over 100. But let's let's not kid ourselves here. Denver, Jonathan, is the best defense in the NFL right now. And I don't – I think Carolina could be a close second. I mean, I, th- I think Carolina has a different theme. They have different uh, things that I like about them better than Denver. But overall, Denver's a very stingy defense. And But I don't think Denver's played – an offense like this. Nick Saban had one of the best defenses in college football this year until he played Clemson, and they had a, a dynamic quarterback that, that could spread the field out, could could create with his legs, and you saw what happened. They put up 40. I just I keep going back to one thing, Jonathan, and it's Peyton Manning. He has not looked good this year, and I just don't all of a sudden see him playing great football in the Super Bowl. I just—it's just hard to do. He, he's choked in big games, and and I, and I don't think Peyton Manning's the reason they win. If they win, that's not going to be the reason. But the running game of Denver's not there. I just keep going over and over, and that, that line should be about ten points. Carolina favored ten in this game. If you look at the offense, if you look at the mm-hmm. defense, Carolina's got a great one. So I'm just—I guess I'm just overthinking it, maybe. But I just don't see how Denver can score. I really don't. Well, Carolina secondary is a little banged up. Losing Thomas Davis is going to affect this team in the pass and run game. I know he's going to play today, but he's playing with a broken arm. I mean, I, I seriously doubt uh, he comes out after halftime. And, you know, and it's nothing against him. It's just, it's very, it's almost, you know, the fact he's going to start this game, I mean, that man right there, he has all my respect. And, you know, coming off, he's had his right ACL rebuilt three times. Now he finally gets to play in the Super Bowl, and he breaks his arm the week before. I, I, I you know, it's just, you couldn't be dealt worse cards. So I think losing him will uh, affect this, the way the team performs. Uh, I think Jared Allen being dinged up is going to affect the pass rush. Denver's going to have their chances. They're going to have them. Uh, it just depends on uh, if he can take uh, advantage of them or not. Hey, we have a caller in queue, and I think it's a Scott caller. If you want in, press number one, so I'll know you want in. Um, yeah, you're right. Jared Allen with a broken foot. I mean, I don't know how, how much how he can be, how effective, but let's see. I think this is who I think it is. You're on way in sports. Who's this? Hey, Brian Sunny. Hey, I knew it was you. I just didn't want to. Say it before it was you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Good stuff going on here as we're getting set for the Super Bowl. I'm all jazzed. I've been jazzed all day. I've been up since 4 o'clock. Uh, I've been pumped about this one, Sonny. And, 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 and you know that saying, just when you think you know, you really don't know. And maybe that's the case with me tonight. Maybe I'm just looking at this with the eyes of a fan. So, I need someone like like yourself and Jonathan to help me understand. I mean, what do you think, Sonny, about this game, and how does Denver have a chance to win? I just can't imagine them scoring on Carolina, but maybe I'm just looking at it wrong. Well, here's what I think, and and I didn't get a chance to discuss this 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 morning on our show. I I think if – well, first of all, we talked about the running game. They do need to establish that running game. And here's the – I think the main thing is not go away from it. Regardless what they're getting, they got to at least put it out there. They're going to try to run the football. But if they go away from it and you're going to put it on Peyton's arm, that's going to be a problem, I think. That having been said, I think the only place that you can really attack this team is over the middle 
and get them in the crossing patterns and let somebody do the yakety-yak. Whoever's going to catch the ball, let the yakety-yak work. And the best ball that Peyton throws right now is 20 yards in. Okay, anywhere from 20 yards in, that's the best ball. So, now, here I go back to thinking that if I'm thinking it, so is Carolina. But thinking it and stopping it is two different things. It's the same thing with Mm -hmm. stopping Cam Newton. We can think it all day, but in actually doing it and figuring out a way of getting it done, that's going to be the important part. So I, I look at that part as far as where I'm looking at it, 10 yards and in, crossing routes, and they just need to find the guy that's going to catch the ball and make that big play. And that's going to have to be done further on down the field. It's not going to be done by Peyton Manning. And see, the, the way I look at it, Jonathan, is, is you look at the passing game. Let's 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 go against it. The passing game. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the edge to Carolina. Uh, the running game. I'm gonna give the edge to Carolina. The defensive line. I'm gonna give the edge to uh, Denver. Linebackers. I'm gonna say a wash. I think both of them have great linebackers. Secondary. Uh, maybe Denver. You know, Carolina's dinged up special teams. I'd say a wash. Uh, so I mean, we're sitting here looking at it. You have the best offense, you have the best quarterback, you have the best running game, I think that's where this game comes to right now. I mean, can Carolina move the football? Yes. Can Denver stop Carolina? That's another question. I think really the the game comes down to can Denver hold Cam Newton and that offense in check and let that defense make a couple plays, get some turnovers and score, and still one. That's the only way, Jonathan, I can see him winning. Well, I mean, the intriguing matchup is going to be Tlaib against Rebels uh, because, you know, you're, you're talking about the, the best cover guy uh, probably in the game uh, going up against, uh, you know, the best receiving threat for uh, Carolina. So uh, that's going to be a matchup to watch. I think that's going to be the most important one passing line. You know, when we're looking at it, who's going to spy Cam? Because you're going to have to spy him. There's no way Nobody that can. you just, you know, let him run wild. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I, I have to wonder who's going to spy him. Is it going to be Ron Miller? Is it going to be Danny Trevathan? Somebody's going to have to keep an eye on him. Uh, and then I think if you're looking at it from, you know, a real strong point, you know, it's Wilson company, they're going to be able to, t- you know, take advantage at the line of scrimmage because Carolina's line has been great all year. Uh, they've done a great job establishing the run and being able to make it a focal point of their offense. Are they going to be able to uh, beat them at the line and you know shut down this running game that has just been unstoppable at points this year? And Sonny, I think that when you look at the Carolina running game and I think the aggressiveness of Denver. I think Carolina has a good shot to, for Cam, if Cam Newton can hit the long ball. We've seen him struggle and miss some. If he can hit that long ball, I think Carolina's in for a couple of touchdowns, 50 yards or more, if he can just hit the long ball. Well, he can. I think he can hit the long ball, but I think the, the success of Carolina today, I think if you're going to get a real good – I think you, same thing with the Broncos, establish the run. No one's expecting that. I really honestly believe – They're expecting Cam Newton to do everything. But if Cam Newton can figure out a way to spread the ball around, whether that be in the passing game, in the short passing game, or whatever the case may be, but if they establish a running game, watch out. I mean, Cam Newton's not going to have to be that guy to win the game for him. And and that's huge. Denver doesn't have that. 
Uh, the simple fact of the matter is they got a defense that they're going to defend up, uh, defend on. And really, when you think about the Denver defense, you know the savior of that's going to be really simple. And I'll put it kind of out like this: Wade Phillips is going to win this football game for him if they win. Not, I mean, the defense is good, but it's all about schemes. And if you can figure out a way to scheme against Cam Newton, that that comes from coaching. That don't come from the guys that are on the play. The schemes are set by the coaches, and. If they're able to figure out a way to scheme up against whether it be the running game or the passing game uh, and and keep an eye on Cam Newton, I think the most valuable player um, is not even going to be a player. I think it's going to be the coach, and that would be Wade Phillips at the Broncos win. Well, Sonny, I, I think people are, are thinking of this Denver defense or the way they dominated New England. And, you know, they were in Denver, and the way they just teed off on Tom Brady – you can't do that against Cam Newton. And I think people that are picking Denver, they're thinking that Denver's defense is going to come in and hold them to like 16 points or 18 points, whatever it was. And I just think right now in the NFL, defense is not enough. See, Carolina's got a good enough defense to win football games, but their offense guarantees that that if they play okay, they're going to win where Denver doesn't. Denver can have a great day on defense and still lose. And because they just don't have that offense, man. Well, but also if you Go take ahead. a look at it, Carolina's offensive line is so much better than than the New England Patriots' offensive line yeah. at this moment of the year. I mean, really, I mean, you can sit there and talk about that all day long. They were they were able to get past the offensive line. I don't expect that. I mean, because it's twofold. You know, when you looked at the Patriots, they weren't going to run the ball. They weren't going to establish the run. Carolina, I think, is going to establish the run. Not only does the offensive line protect the quarterback, it opens up the holes for the running back. So, yeah, the, I mean, the the difference between the offensive line is, is that the um, Patriots are just really to maintain to make sure Tom Brady don't get hurt. And that that's really it. But opening up the holes and everything, their running game's not successful because it can't establish the run. The Carolina Panthers can't establish the run. Yeah, and this is uh, there's 31 games. This is including playoffs. That Carolina's rushed for over 100 yards, Johnson, and and that's a lot of rushing yards in the NFL. When you know in today's NFL, but I, I, I don't know how you stop Carolina to Denver. You, you can't you can't play the same style you did against Tom Brady last week or two weeks ago and expect. And remember, this game was in Denver too, guys. I mean. Peyton, Man- I mean Peyton Manning looked horrible against that team, and and and, and Johnson, yep. tell me this: who who has the better defense, uh, Carolina or New England? And I'm talking about when I say better to me, I think what's going to get Peyton Manning the most trouble is the speed of that entire Carolina defense. The way they're just ball hawks, and I think that's really going to get Peyton Manning problems today. Yeah, I think Peyton's going to have some issues uh, in the passing game. Uh, you know, he's going up against a defense that, that is, you know, pretty darn good. Um, I, I think, though, at the end of the day that you're talking about, you know, uh, a defense in Denver where Wade Phillips knows what he's doing. I mean, Son- Sonny made an excellent point about this is going to come down to Wade Davis and his team. You know, Wade's one of the be- better defensive coordinators we've seen in a while, um, you know, especially the way he's able just to kind of hop franchises and he always seems to turn those defenses in the top ten. I think he'll have a way to stop this team. In all reality, if you can stop 
that over the top the Ted gets. Because that's what opens it, uh, everything up underneath. People are so yeah. worried about the over the top again. If, if Ted Ginn is not a threat to burn you deep, then all of a sudden Olsen has a harder time getting open. Funchy's going to have a harder time. Tachi's going to have a harder time. They're going to have to run the ball a lot more. So I do think Denver's defense has the personnel and has the talent and it has the scheme to stop Carolina's offense. I, this isn't, you know, the the greatest offense you've ever seen. It's pretty darn good, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I think that there is a way for Denver's personnel to stop it. But at the same time, Peyton Manning's going to have to have a solid day. No, you know, One of those days where yep. he has no turnovers and it's highly efficient. Uh, and I don't know if Carolina's defense is going to let him get those short passes. He's going to have to connect on a couple of deep balls, and we've seen him struggle with that lately. Well, like Sonny said, the yakety-yak, man. If, if his receivers step up, and they can make a catch and get 10 yards after that contact or after the catch. That's, that's where they're going to have to be. But, but you know, Denver here, Sonny, how many yards are they? I think Denver has zero shot to win unless they run for at least 120 yards in this game. And who's that running back that they have that could get 120 yards against Carolina? Because the way Carolina schemes, the, the way they bring pressure, it just stops the running game dead in its tracks. Nobody runs on Carolina. And I don't think it's – it's just because they're so great. I think their scheme prevents anybody. They don't even have a running back. Denver doesn't even have a running back in Mafia. Well, it, it, and as far as that's concerned, when, when you talk about that, I, you know, I don't think they have to really run the ball to win the game. I, or, but what I think they got to do is to have a commitment to it. Um, and, and, and that's something that's important because it, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. If you are going to go ahead – and just throw the ball. The Denver Broncos are going to lose this game, okay? Because that means they're going to depend too much on Peyton Manning to win this game, and that's the problem. You you got to be able to spread the ball and do it right. And I don't think, and this is just me and the way I look at, it, I don't think they're they're capable of doing that. Now, Ronnie Hillman, he's okay. C.J. Anderson, he's okay. I think they match up the same way on the on the running backs. The no, Neither one of these teams has got a crazy running back game, although the, the leading rusher obviously sitting right there and everything. But when I think running back, I don't think explosive when I think of any of the running backs in this game. And mm. that's where that's where one of them Cam is going to have to step up. <laughs> Besides Cam. Yeah, Cam you, Cam's him, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah he, he's a quarterback. He's not a running back. One of these running backs are going to have to take a step up. But you see how important the running game is to uh, Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning can't run the ball. If they don't get a running game in Carolina, guess what? Cam Newton can run the football. So it, there's yet another advantage on the other side when you're looking at the Panthers in this game. Yeah, and, and, you know, what just dawned on me like it always does, and I guess the way Carolina can lose this game like anybody can is turnovers, you know, is, is being able to see. So I'll, I'll tell you this. When Carolina got up 31 to nothing on Seattle, it's 31 to 31-3. Seattle has the weapons to be able to come back and, and erase a deficit like that, and they have the defense. Well, Denver has a defense, but they don't have the capability, the offensive firepower, uh, to be able to come back down 28 points. And I think turnovers is going to be key. I mean, really, can Carolina protect the football? Now, if they get, I could easily see Carolina fumbling the football or turnover happening, some free play, and get Denver going. 
and they may get run out of the building. You just never know. But if all things are equal today, everything's equal. Like, like these teams play the way we've seen them play all year long. Carolina should win this game going away. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be that big of a game. But how are the how's the rest of the team, Sonny, going to play? Knowing that this is probably this has to be Peyton Manning's last game. I mean, there's I just can't see him coming back. They all got to take that one step further than they always have. I mean, you look at the you look at the playoffs; they played well. But looking at the offense, yeah. they gotta have to take that extra step. And, and, and more, more so because Peyton Manning didn't look great in that game. Okay, to get where they're at today, he didn't look good that game. He didn't even look good. He, he just doesn't look good right now. And I hate to say that because I love Peyton Manning, but he just doesn't look good. But here's the one thing that if you're a Carolina fa- fan, that you have to worry about. And it's most important because all it's going to take is one dirty hit, and we say goodbye to Cam Newton. And if that ends up happening, the Broncos are going to win this Bye-bye Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Okay? It, it, it's just the way it is because I don't trust Derek Anderson to go in and be that much of a production man, manager to win this game. To win this game, a regular season game, fine, but not the Super Bowl. And, and that's what and it, it, that everything that the Carolina Panthers have to worry about. They better worry that the cheap shot or an injury, legitimate or not, does not happen to him. Well, I mean, it can happen to anybody, but Jonathan Emelstoney, I don't think Derek Anderson had what it takes to go up against this Denver defense. Unless it was like 28-3 to in the fourth quarter when he comes in. But uh, <laughs> I don't trust Derek Anderson against this Denver defense, do you? No, not at all. I, I, and, you know, the, it's funny Sonny mentions that. He's actually the first person I've heard say, um, look out for the injury because it, 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 is, it could happen. I mean, that's that's the nature of the beast when you have a mobile quarterback. Uh, do, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, who it is. It could always get dinged. Uh, and Cam has had great injury luck, if you will, uh, throughout most of his career. Um, so, I think uh, you know there 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 is that hesitation about you know could this finally be the game where he gets dang God's going to take his one big hit. I mean Denver's got some big hitters on their team with uh, T.J. Ward and company. So you know they've got to they got to make sure that you know he, they take care of him and he takes care of himself. You know this might be the game where you actually see Cam Newton slide a couple times because you know there there are those weapons that Denver has on defense that, you know, can really jack you up. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting balance because, you know, they're not, they don't want to try and run him too much until it's late in the game and it matters. And I think that's, you know, Mike Shula is going to have to make sure that his offense is uh, tailored and ready to go um, just in case anything happens or that, you know, that's just to, be a little conservative. I think the whole first quarter is going to be filling each other out. It's going to be a couple jabs here and there. You're not going to see any punches until the second quarter. Everybody's just going to try and settle the butterflies and figure out what you know how they're going to play this and what the style is for the day. See, I don't think so. I think Carolina's going to come out for some haymakers like they have. And, and you know what's wrong with haymakers? If you miss sometimes, can really turn the momentum of the game. So. Carolina's going to come out and jump all over them, or this is going to be a ball game. But I can't imagine, Sonny, Carolina changing what's got them here so far. And it's a very fast start, and 
relying on that defense to, to make team one-dimensional. And I just can't see him going away from that in the first quarter. Can you? Maybe I'm wrong about it. Yes. Yes, I can. And I tell you the reason why. This is a different game. Okay. The, you know, this is not the I mean, if you go out and go for the jugular and you miss during a regular season game, hey, it's a regular season game. Okay, that don't matter. In the playoffs and the Super Bowl, it matters. Okay, one bad play, you could end up losing this game. So I think they have to play conservative right away. I think if they go out and attack it, it could be a mistake. It could be a problem. So looking at it that way, if Carolina is going to go out and do what they've always done without getting a feel of what they're about ready to come out, because they're not going to know. I mean, they haven't played Denver this year. They don't know what Denver's going to be able or what they're capable of doing with their personnel. Forget what they do with anybody else's personnel, because just as much as what they would do with another personnel, this is a different game. So it's a totally different personnel because of the ampness that they're going to feel in this game. You're not going to get the same uh, same play that you're going to get from these guys. It's going to even be a step further because they always say you got to take that step further in the big games, and these are the big games. So you're not going to get the same same guys, but it works both ways as well. Well, you got to treat it like that, in my opinion. Like I think part of the problem for Carolina could be if you start – going against what got you there. And you've got to treat this game like it's uh, a regular season game. You've got to treat this game like it's a divisional playoff game, really. Those playoff games were win or go home, and they jumped all over teams. I mean, they they crushed Seattle and Arizona. like, And those were the two – those are two top five teams in the NFL probably right there that were just manhandled. And Denver was that team – that got into the playoffs because of New England or got into the home field advantage and is here because of home field advantage. But I just, I mean, I'm, I'm going at it like, Cam, you know, take this game over like you've done every one early. And let me tell you, when the stage is the biggest, Cam Newton plays the best. And I don't know, guys. I don't, I don't change a thing, Jonathan. I know you and Sonny are on the same page here, but if I'm coaching, I'm treating this just like it was the Arizona game, just like it was the Seattle game. I'm throwing haymakers. I'm coming out. I'm knocking you out because you know why? Denver's offense cannot score, and and I'm going to put you out of the game early, and I'm going to make really pay. I'm going to make Tate Manning very one-dimensional, Jonathan. I'm taking the running game out by the second quarter, and then I'm going to tee off on Peyton Manning. That's me, but maybe mm-hmm. that's wrong. Well, you know, it's kind of a strategy they, they did for uh, the, the Arizona game, and I, I think it's a good strategy. Um, if uh, you know, as long as you can do it without costing yourself, and that's you know, that's just the thing here. You know, you got to worry about if they get it, they come out a little too aggressive. Peyton kills them over the top on a deep stop, and because if Denver scores uh-huh. first, how's Carolina going to respond? We don't know. We really don't know nope. how Carolina responds when somebody hits them in the mouth first because they haven't really been hit in the mouth first by anybody. Um. So I, uh, I think uh, the way Denver starts is very important to uh, how you know, they, they they take care of business in this game because if they start fast, I mean, they, they have a great edge on Carolina because Carolina's going to fight from behind, and we haven't seen them fight from behind except for that, uh, that Atlanta game where they, you know, the, the one they lost, yeah. it's like, well, do they really care? So, you nah, know, we, show we don't know. Cam's baby was born, you know. To, you know, he was born that weekend. Excuse, excuse, excuse. 
I'm going to let them slide one time on that one and say that game's an anomaly. That doesn't really matter because it's the Falcons and they just plain suck. I mean, I've, I've seen Carolina play good teams, Sonny, and Green Bay, the Giants, I know they're not as good as you think, but, I mean, they have really just jumped on these teams and grabbed them by the throat early. But they do – they have been known to blow a, a second-half lead, but I just don't think Denver's good enough to come back in the second half. They get well, they don't have it. That, and that's what I was talking about this morning on my show. What team, if they get down by 14, are you worried about, the Broncos or the Panthers? I'm sorry. I'm worried about the Broncos, okay? If they get down 14, that's a that's a problem. Um, because really just the way that, you know, Peyton has been playing all year long, uh, I'm not saying he doesn't have the capability of coming back, but I'll tell you if I had my choice on which team that wouldn't, it would be the Broncos, not the Panthers. Because the Panthers don't worry about that. And granted, they haven't been in the position where they have had to, which tells me that if they do go out and do the game plan, and and I'm not saying as far as not going out and punching them out immediately, maybe you know the first two drives they get an idea of what's coming their way and then go into that. It's not going to be the full first quarter, but you know the first two drives I think are going to be very vital on what we're going to see from Carolina. So, but but really in reality, I think if the Broncos get down 14, man, they they are in trouble. And if they get down any worse than 14, you turn out the lights. I mean, the fat lady will be singing early if they get down over 14 points. If they get down 17, 20 points, forget it, because you're you're exactly right, uh, um, Tarvin. What's going to happen is Cam is going to put his foot on the throat. And forget about it. And once he gets that feeling, it, it, it's over. And, and that part, that's the reason why Cam Newton is so good. Because once he smells the blood, he goes after it. He's like a shark. He'll go after it. He'll go after it. If he sees a weakness in that defense, he will go after it, and it will be over before you can say, because I trust Cam Newton right now more as a quarterback than I do Peyton Manning. And just a quick update, the line has dropped a half a point to four and a half now. Carolina favored four and a half. I think it's gotten all the way up to six at some time, at some casinos to five and a half, and now it's down to four and a half, Jonathan. There's some money coming in uh, on Denver right now, but people are listening to the talking heads out there right now about Denver. Hell, maybe they're listening to you and Sonny right now. Somebody just went in and put about a million on this. <laughs> If they did well, that on my advice, they're stupid. <laughs> well, there's two trends out there that back that, though. One being that the number one defense uh, when playing in a Super Bowl, Denver has the number one overall defense in the NFL. When playing in a Super Bowl, they've only lost one game. That was Seattle last year. Other than that, I want to say they're nine and they're like nine and one um, overall. And 40 of the 49 Super Bowls, the higher rated defense has won. I, that's an amazing stat on its own. Forty of the forty-nine Super Bowls, the, the higher ranked defense has won. Wow! And that's why you're seeing a late push on Denver. I mean, we, they, we I heard last night uh, about there was a big money push last night across Vegas about money being shifted towards Denver, and it's because people are looking at that trend, saying, "Look, eighty percent of the time, you're, the best defense is going to win this game." And, and I think that's yeah, something but... that needs to be taken into account for. Well, I'm going to tell you this. The best defense, you can throw these stats out the windows tonight when it comes to defense because those defenses of Denver haven't been playing a Cam Newton. You, you tell me how they look. Ben Roethlisberger 
shredded this Denver defense, guys. If it wasn't for a late fumble, the Pittsburgh or probably New England would be in the Super Bowl right now. But let's let's face it, Sonny, quarterbacks that can move, they are, those stats are, are skewed a little bit because you can't look, well, this is the number one rush defense. Well, it really doesn't matter because the teams you've been playing didn't have a 6'6", six, six, 250 quarterback that could run a 4'5". And they didn't have exactly. the, the offensive line that can just lean on you for four quarters like Carolina has. I just think sometimes we get into stats too much. But Jonathan's right. I mean, that's 40 out of 49. I mean, that's a <laughs> that's a big number. Um, but I just think tonight's a little different. I just don't think Denver's defense really matters at this point. It's going to be about Peyton Manning. What, what can he do to create points in that running game? Well, I, I will tell you this. The Broncos have to figure out a way of scoring more than 20 points to win this game, too. I mean, really, think about oh, it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, they they, they they barely beat the Bengals 20-17 to 17 back on December uh, 28th when uh, Peyton was back. So, you know, I'm, I'm not – see, I'm not that impressed. So you know, with that situation, and, and that's a, a halfway decent defense coming out of out of uh, Cincy. Okay, that's a halfway decent defense. These defenses that we're that that Denver seeing is totally different. And I think even though I love that stat, the uh, way he came up with a brilliant forty. What'd you say? Yeah, out of the fifty 40. Super Bowls, so forty of forty them out of forty nine. Yeah, forty out of forty nine have won. But here's the thing, you know. I just, if this is Peyton Manning three years ago, I get that, and I'll roll with that stat. But I don't feel comfortable with that stat with Peyton Manning today. And and like I said, I want Peyton to win. I want I want him to at least have the same amount of Super Bowl rings as his brother Eli is. I, I that's what I want. I just, I'm trying to convince myself to pick the Broncos in this game, and I just can't see it because of the consistency of the team. That having been said, when I was talking about Cam Newton going down to injury. I don't know how much of a drop-off it is. Really, if you think about it, if Peyton Manning goes down, Brock Osweiler comes in, you know, I think... I think he, he may be right an upgrade. It might be. That's what... If not just the same exact thing. So there's no drop-off. Cam goes down, they go down to Derek Anderson. I'm sorry, that turns heads. Brock Osweiler yeah. already but, but, showed that he can come in and step in in a game and go in and make a difference. I mean, really, he did. And, and frankly, he got. You know, if it wasn't for Peyton, Peyton bailed him out in that playoff game, that first playoff game. Peyton bailed him out. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But that's just one game. Yeah, Brock Osweiler did very well during the regular season as a starter. But I'm going to tell you this, guys. Call me crazy. And I'll, I called it during – there's another game going on where I said – you need to bring Osweiler in for a couple of series because New England was was or Pittsburgh, both of them were getting on to Peyton Manning. They had his number, and luckily the defense for for Denver held up. But tonight it won't be so. But Jonathan, I could see if Denver's smart and they want to win the Super Bowl, you put Brock Osweiler in maybe in the first quarter sometime early to see if he can just kind of throw that Carolina team off, that defense off, especially if they're on Peyton early. Why, why not bring Osweiler in for a couple of series and try to confuse them and steal a couple of points here and there? I, I, I would do that if I was Denver. I'm not so set on Peyton Manning that he has to play every snap, Johnson. That's what I'm trying to say. I think Osweiler, if he plays in this game, Denver could win. Well, 
my 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 response to that is, what does he really bring to the table? He's not mobile. You're not throwing a mobile quarterback out there. You throw another pocket passer out there. I mean, the only thing that he might be able to give you, know, you that Peyton can at this point, yeah, and that's it, would be the stronger arm. But I don't, I don't know if that's enough to be able to field points because Carolina's defense is going to do the same thing, just gun after him in the pocket because he's not going to be able to get away. So it's, it's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on just in case Peyton looks shaky or gets, or gets things up. But I have to imagine that McDermott and Rivera have a plan in place if Osweiler does come in because it's not like Peyton has exactly been the episode of health for the past uh, year or two. Yep, yep, yep. But, but I just want people out there that's listening to this show right now, and if you're if you're sold on defense tonight, you got to remember Carolina has one too. But all these stats that Denver's had against the run and against the pass, you can throw them out the window because they have not played a quarterback this dynamic. And I don't care how good your defense is. I saw an LSU team, guys, back in 2010 that was giving up 79 yards a game on the ground. Cam Newton ran for 300 miles. I mean, it was it's it just Auburn had 450 yards rushing against a team that was giving up 76. Be careful about stats. And uh, and just zoning in on that. That's what I want people out there. It's about to push, put that last wager in right here. If you think you're going to win, I, guys, I say a blowout in a way. Not I guess a blowout meaning, I guess if you say what I say, 31 to 13. Jonathan is 18 points a blowout in your mind, or is that just a good beat down? That's a that's a beat down to me. You know, I think a blowout it has to be 20 plus. Um, you know, I think if we're talking 18 points, I think you're just talking about a whooping. Um, you know, but I, I, I think it's all relative, right? I mean, there are some people who think blowouts are when you win by 10. So, I would like to see Cam Newton lead it in the fourth quarter and last minute and score a touchdown. But, but Sonny, I mean, last night Cam Newton won the MVP, Offensive Player of the Year. How's that going to affect him coming into the day, and how's that going to make Denver? I mean, that's going to put a little more pep in Denver's step, isn't it? You got the MVP, we're going to shut him down. Hell, everybody knew he was going to win the MVP week 15. I mean, really. Well, I, what I kind mean, of idiots voted Carson Palmer and Tom Brady? There's two people in the, out of that 50 that voted, I think, uh, Tom Brady and Carson Palmer. Really? Yeah, I mean, it, it, at week Jesus. 15, this thing was put to bed as far as the MVP. It's not going to affect anybody because everybody knew it was coming. See, if it was a shock, it may be. Maybe yeah. that affects what's going out there, but this is not a shock. Which, by the way, if you think about it, I, maybe take a different look at this, uh, Tarvin. Okay? The defenses are both good. Okay. X amount. Who has the better offense? Now, I'm sorry, if you think the Denver Broncos got a better offense than the Carolina Panthers, you're home. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, okay, Carolina because has the number one offense in the NFL. And, and not only that, if you go back to if you go back to the te- the games that the, the Denver Broncos were winning with Peyton Manning, okay, they beat the Ravens in Week One, nineteen to thirteen. Okay, they beat the they now. They do get a good victory against the Chiefs, 31-24 in Week 2. But after that, I mean, you look at these games are too close. They beat the Vikings by three, okay? They they beat the Raiders by six. They beat the Broncos 
and Browns. They beat the Browns by three with Peyton Manning. At the, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. It, 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 you just look at that. Now, granted, Peyton Manning looked better, much better than he did in the first eight weeks of the season. Uh, without question, he looked like a totally different quarterback. So we know right now Peyton Manning is about as healthy as he's going to get. Um, so he did look good. But that having been said, it, you know, it, it, they weren't winning games in complete fashion with Peyton Manning starting in the first eight. It might have been because of the injury, not, might not. But all you got to do is go back to the game that they just got done playing two weeks ago. Okay? All right. You know, the, the whole simple thing, the Cardinals beat them 22 to 20. But, you know, it, well, I mark that. That was the preseason game. Um, here it is. The Broncos beat the Patriots by two on their own home field, okay? It wasn't impressive, okay? Three touchdowns were not scored. The Broncos have to score at least, I think, 24 points to win this game, if not even for, if, if not even more than that. Um, they barely beat the Steelers in the first round of the in the in their first round of the playoffs. They beat them by six, two field goals. That's not going to get the yeah. job done. It's just not. That's that's why I want Peyton to win because then they just did it the same old way. But I just God, I mean the defense. Mark them out. They're no good. Who's better offensively? Without question, it's Carolina. Well, when you look at stats, it's closer than you think on the offense. Total yards the game. Carolina three sixty six, Denver three fifty five. You know, Denver does total yards them. don't equal points, and that and and no. that's the huge thing because the Bron the Broncos in two playoff victories, okay, have forty three points. Okay, that's not good. That's not going to get the job done. I think against this Carolina Panther team, it's just not. And and, and the defenses are not that far apart, Jonathan. We're talking about exactly. the rush defense for Denver that gives up 83 yards a game. Carolina gives up 88. I mean, passing yards, there's about a 30-yard difference, 35-yard difference. Denver's better. But when you look at rushing offense, Carolina makes back up for it by 35 yards better rushing, which I thought it would be more than that. But if you look at scoring offense, Carolina, Jonathan's number one in the NFL, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. This is a number one scoring defense versus a number one scoring offense. But the Carolina, if you if you've noticed them, they they've let up a lot in the second half of ball games. They don't let they, they up. try to kill you exactly. early. Yeah, they, they do. They'll get 300 yards of offense in the first two quarters, then they lay down. And I don't think they can do that tonight and get away with it. I, I mean, I, I just agree. don't think you can do that in a Super Bowl. I think you got to keep going. I don't going, think they'll let them, guys. I'm. Charvin, Charvin, no, that's I, coaching. This is the this is the most important coach game of the season, and coaching they won't let that happen. They'll say, "Hey, grab grab your cleats and I mean stick those cleats in their neck and, and, and yep. put your foot on their neck and say, beat there them is by no tomorrow. There's no tomorrow. Yeah, hey, you're not no going to be back out on the football field until September, so go or, or August." So go out there and and just annihilate them. And if they beat them by more than twenty points, then we obviously know who the bigger the better team is. But I think you're going to get a full four quarters out of the Panthers. Last game of the year, they go balls to the wall, and you don't see them. You won't see that second half let down in this game. Well, well, I'm looking at CBS. They're expert picks in this game, Jonathan. 
against the spread, six of the eight have Denver covering. And then straight up, let's see, three out of eight have Denver winning. I just think too many people think that's a lot of points right now with a defense like this. I think it's just, man, I'm just, I'm about to call in a $1,000 bet. <laughs> and, and just take care of the line. Right? Uh-huh. I, just, I, I told you when Arizona played, and I was like, how are they only favored three over Arizona, man? This is this is crazy. They ought to kill Arizona, and they did. Seattle, same yeah. thing. I was a little nervous, but I, I told Sonny that it was going to be a, a skull dragging when they played Seattle. Tonight, I, I think the same thing. I think this could be ugly fast. But I'm interested to see what happens. Jonathan, I know you probably don't agree. You're a Peyton Manning homer, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I just have a couple interesting stats to throw out there. Um, you know, and, and I'm usually not – I'm not a huge fan of following trends, but, you know, obviously, you know, just, just to play devil's advocate. Right, you know, Cam Newton, we brought up the MVP for Cam Newton. Congratulations. Super Bowl winners are not – I mean, MVP winners are 9-14 and 14 in the Super Bowl. <laughs> They've lost the last five. There has not been an MVP that has won a Super Bowl since yeah, Kurt Warner in Cam's 1999. Not Cam's not human, though. He's Superman. Well, I mean, I, I understand that, but I'm just throwing <laughs> these out there to let people know the trend is there. It's kind of like a Heisman Trophy winner in the national championship. It feels like we always lose. We know that's wrong. But that's what it feels like. So there is that feel to it to where, you know, obviously they're, they're at, the Super Bowl has been a tough spot for the MVPs to play. And Cam Newton's offense is phenomenal. There's no doubt about that. They just throw points like nobody's business. All right. But we just have to keep an eye on how everything, you know, how, how this Carolina team that has nobody on it Really, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that has played in a Super Bowl. And I think that's very telling. These are all new guys. And now the the you know, the response to that is we'll look at Seattle in 2013. That's fine. I get that. But look at all the previous years. Usually there ha- somebody has to have been there. This team doesn't necessarily have that true vet- you know, that huge veteran leadership. This is a team that is run by the young guys, which is great. That's how they've been running up scores and winning games. Their best talent and their most vocal guys are the guys that are going to be there for another 10 years. But I think Denver it's has funny. an edge as, much, as far as it goes with experience and having been there and being said that. So I, I just think there are so many you know, there's so many ways you can double advocate this argument. And I think that, well, I at the end of the day, kind of tells me Carolina should win this game. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. They better go out there and win it. But, hey, guys, I have a question. Are you allowed – how many players are you allowed to take to the Super Bowl with you? Is it less than what it is in the regular season? Do you have to – do you have a playoff cut, really? you have to only take a certain amount of players? I can't remember. No, no, no. Same roster. Yeah, same roster. No okay. changes. Okay. I was just – because I saw some inactives for Carolina. I see Cameron Artis Payne's inactive, and I'm wondering why. Uh, he's a rookie running back out of Auburn for Carolina. Uh, Brenton Burson's inactive. Cameron Artis Payne, Ryan Dallaire, uh, Dean Marlowe, Lou Young, Kevin Norwood, and Brandon Weaker. They're all inactive, and I was just I was just wondering why. For Denver, you know, they don't have many players that you you know those players I just named. They're not very important people, I don't think, and, and neither are Denver. Everybody, Sonny, if you're if you're breathing really, you're playing right now. It seems like if you're 
if you're able to go, you go in the Super Bowl. And I just Absolutely. wonder what Jonathan said earlier about the injury, injuries. Jared Allen, Thomas Davis, how healthy are they going to be? They'll, they'll, hey, they'll take the shot right before the game, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, the, the, and those those guys, especially Jared Allen, I'm glad for him because I've always kind of liked Jared Allen. I like it. Uh, I I always wanted to see him be able to get one, you know. So I'm actually really happy for that. Um, but guys who can play know what it takes to play in a game like this. Okay, guys that that are veterans and know they know. Hey, three hours, take a shot. Three hours, take a shot. This just do it. And you know, I don't know. It. it yeah, I think we we can. Get, I think we'll see something in reality, um, as far as uh, as far as guys like Jared Allen and the other uh, folks that are injured. That well, maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't play. But yeah, they're going to end up playing. So I, I, I'm I'm okay with with the fact that the players take the shot and say, "Hey, I can do it." You know. So it, yeah. it's a, like I said, it's a different game. It's like this is it. Like Jonathan, we all talked about tonight. There is no tomorrow. You have months to heal up. You can get over that little pain in your foot, in your arm, whatever. You just go out there. We need your body, your presence, your leadership out on the field. That's why the Super Bowl is so special, guys. I mean, it's so special every year. And for me, this year is very special because this is me watching a, a player that I really like in Auburn. I'm an Auburn guy, you know, so. Of course, I'm going to favor him, but I've watched him grow up in five years here, just watching him. And it's good that you you actually see the potential in somebody if they do what they're supposed to do. And now they're finally starting to – the fruits are finally starting to come. Johnny Manziel, on the other hand, we we all talked about him. You know, he he didn't have it in him. He's not going to be able to progress. Now look at him. He's not in the NFL anymore. I don't know. It's just special to me to see Peyton Manning – a guy when I was in school growing up, watching him, the best quarterback in the college football. He got robbed of a Heisman. Here he's been in 18 years in the NFL, and all he's done is win, win, win. Of course, he's lost a couple of Super Bowls, but he has won one. But it's just a special night, Jonathan. I mean, this game is very special. It means a lot. Yeah, it's a great – you know, that, I mean, no, it's, this is, you know, the whole goal. This is the end-all, be-all if you're a professional ball player. This is where you want to wind up. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, do, is Jared Allen Thomas Davis, are they going to start this game? Well, yeah, I mean, no, no, there's no doubt about it. I'm just worried about their effectiveness. That's, that's the only thing I worry about, especially with Davis having a, a, a broken arm. And if you watch the play in which he broke it, you know, he kind of turns your head and cringe. So, I, I think everybody's going to give all the reference tonight. I think we might see a little extra arm strength out of Peyton Manning than we normally would. You know he's gonna. You know he's yeah. I, I'm. I'm told this is his last game, so I think he's not too worried about throwing his arm out if he needs to. Um, C.J. Anderson's well, gonna run harder than I think we've seen him run all year, and he's he, C.J. Anderson's been a good running back. And when C.J. Anderson tends to pick up most of his yardage in the fourth quarter, I think that's something to keep well, an eye on. If Denver can start running that ball in the fourth quarter, well, they might win this game. I mean, if you look at the, how the playoff games have gone. Denver has kind of hung, they've hung around, they've hung around, they've hung around, and boom, Anderson just punches it. 10 yards, 15, 20 in that fourth quarter. He's, he's done a phenomenal job doing that. The offensive line's done a great job opening up those holes and it's because the defense has kind of been lulled since they just passed, passed the ball all game. You know, I'm looking for a wrinkle from Kubiak. 
I really am. I'm expecting a wrinkle from him, whether it's an Emmanuel Sanders oh. touchdown pass, something like that. I, 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 you know, we could have that Antoine Randall moment in this game. You know, I mean, Ted Ginn could do the same thing for Carolina because we know Mike yeah. Tua has got some Cam's touchdowns. Gonna up. Catch a touchdown. you know, Cam's gonna catch one. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited for this game. This is the first Super Bowl. In a little bit where it's like, you know, I'm excited to watch it. Not to bet it. Not because my team's in it, but because I want to watch it. Uh, this reminds mm-hmm. me of the Green Bay-Pittsburgh Super Bowl where there was the anticipation of, wow, this ought to be a really good game. Yeah, and funny. I mean, am I crazy to think that in Peyton Manning's mind that last week or two weeks ago, his Super Bowl, I think we saw Sunny, but Jonathan, I, to me, I think that Peyton Manning's Super Bowl was two weeks ago against Tom Brady. And I am I crazy to think that Belichick knew that there's no way they could match up with Carolina, so they're going to let Peyton Manning go out and give it a try because I would feel very confident right now if New England was playing against Carolina more than I would Denver because of that defense. But Tom Brady would get killed tonight if he was out there on that field. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Belichick said, let's take the loss and not go to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I know. Lose to the Jets for the playoffs, maybe I could buy into that. But lose to the Broncos so they don't go to the Super Bowl now. That, 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 that didn't happen. I, I, and I think I think uh, you're no. right. Uh, Carolina, uh, I think, opens up like a seven-point favorite of the Patriots. And, of course, that line gets set down. I think Carolina has a much better advantage against New England than they do Denver. Uh, but – I, I don't. I don't think Belichick intentionally threw a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You know what I like about tonight's game too that makes it more special. It's out in California. I mean, the weather's good. It's not cold. There's no rain. You know, it's just best team against best team. Nobody's going to complain about the turf like Carolina. People slipping down. And this is just. I mean, there's no excuses now. This is who's the better team. Let's find out. You know, we got 60 minutes of football in perfect conditions. So if Peyton Manning doesn't play well in the cold, well, guess what? It's not cold. And uh, so I just I just think it's just a great – I mean, it's a perfect game it's going to be, I think. And, and I, I don't see a, a blowout early. I don't see Carolina able to do that. This is a Super Bowl. You're going to see Denver even amped up more than they were last or two weeks ago because it's a Super Bowl, man. And uh, – I don't know. It's just going to be good. I just want a great football game, but at the end, I just want the best team to win. If the best team wins tonight, Jonathan, who will it be? Well, I, I the best team of uh, the NFL all year has has been the Carolina Panthers, and I think if they won the Super Bowl, I don't think anybody would have any complaints. Um, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and put my pick out there now. Uh, I've been putting it off. I'm wearing the jacket <laughs> of the team that I'm rooting for. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I have a lot of family from uh, that area, and um, I know they, they've been asking me all week who I think is going to win and all that good stuff. So I'm wearing my Broncos jacket. Uh, I'm rooting for the Broncos tonight. I have uh, – the only thing I think that could happen is the game's going to go under. That's that's the only bet I put on was under 45. Um, this is just – uh, this is a really good Super Bowl, and I'd love to see Kate Manning go out on top. But at the same time, if Cam Newton wins, it's the beginning of a run. This isn't a one-hit wonder for Carolina. This is the beginning of something special. And I think what we saw from Cam and 
you know, Peyton and Brady being where they are in the stages of their career, I think Cam and Jameis could be the next great quarterback rivalry. And I, that's, that's what I look at as far as Cam goes. He wins this game, and all of a sudden, you're sitting going, Carolina, this, this is a team that's going to hang around 10, 15 years. They could win another two or three. Yeah. This could be the, and, the and Patriots under Belichick. And they're in the same division. They play twice a year and possibly in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know what, I got aggravated earlier listening to Michael Irvin and Dion and talking about if Carolina wins this game, it was, they wouldn't go down as one of the best Super Bowl teams. Well, I don't see why not. I mean, if you look at their record, Jonathan, what would they be, 16-1? and one Or what would they be? They were 15-1. and one, or What would they be? Yeah, 15-1. and one. They've won two. They'd be 18-1 and one with this kind of – the teams they've beaten to get here and the teams they've beaten the regular season, why could this Carolina Panthers team not be one of the best Super Bowl teams? I, I really don't know. And I, I hate that argument. This isn't a very good – they're 15-1. How are they that is 15-1, okay, and just jet fueled their way through the playoffs? Not considered a great uh, Super Bowl winning team. You want a team that won a Super Bowl that um, you're looking at going, have they win? Look at the 2001 Patriots. All right, that's a team that makes you scratch your head. All right, look at the Redskins team or in the, the Giants. Giants, one with Doug Williams. I mean, the, the quarterback champion with Jeff Hostetler at quarterback. Come on now. I mean, this team is a very good team. This is an excellent team, okay? You're talking about a top-five yeah. offense and a top-five defense. How is this not a great team? I don't understand that argument. That bothers me. I don't mean You know why? Because... They, you look at the star power on the Carolina team, to me that makes it even more of a team. Like a, I mean, just think about it. Dallas Cowboys back in the day, they were loaded with all-stars, Hall of Famers everywhere. Look at the Niners. But you look at this Carolina team, they've got Cam Newton. That's a household name. You have Luke Keekley. Uh But, I mean, that, I, I think that's the problem, which is my argument is, okay, you don't have all these, Hall of Famers, but yet you have a team that's playing together. That's a team sport, football. So who's the the best Super Bowl team? Well, it doesn't mean I don't care how many Hall of Famers you got. I care what you've done on the field. And Carolina could easily go down as one of the best teams if they if they blow Denver out or if they you know they make it look easy. But those Dallas teams, man, Jonathan, anybody could have won. Was I could have coached their team and won? I mean, they're mm-hmm. promoted. Well, and that was Jerry Jones' argument as to why he fired Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I mean, and that was probably dumb, but yeah, I mean, I could see him. I could see him doing that, but there's more stars on that Carolina team than you think, though. I mean, you know, and I know, you know, there are. You know, there's a lot of stars on that Denver team too. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you get to this stage of the season and you're Denver, you're Carolina, you both have great football teams. Let's get real. Let's let's keep it real. And so, so let's let's let, I guess let's put the '85 Bears team up against. You can't do that. It's two different. It's two different uh, eras. I mean, you know, there's different footballs different right now. But I, I bet you anything, Jonathan. If you put today's Carolina team up against '85 Bears, Carolina would smoke them. <laughs> I mean, it probably wouldn't even be close because you know Jim McMahon wasn't going to do anything. And Carolina would stop that running game. And I know the Bears had a great defense, but how are they going to stop Camden? But, but tonight, really, like you said, I mean, if Carolina wins this one, it's, it's not a fluke, and they've got more to come. I mean, 
what does this mean for football if, if Carolina just kills Denver tonight? If they just roll over them like they've done other teams, does that mean that defenses aren't as important? And, and how are you going to create a defense to stop the Carolina offense? I guess that'll be the next question, right? Like next year, going into next year, who's going to try to create that that special defense and figure it out how to stop Carolina? And then can Carolina adjust to that? Well, I think if Carolina wins the night and they roll Denver, uh, they'll probably have done it on the ground. And what I think that that will do is it'll tell teams, look, you can run the football, run the football, do it, run the ball. I mean, New England won the Super Bowl without running the football. That's fine. Seattle ran the ball. Pittsburgh runs the football. Even Green Bay ran the football. I mean, you have to be able to run to win a championship at the end of the day. It's really hard for you to get there by just throwing the ball. Um, so I think, yeah. if, you know, Carolina rolls, teams will realize running backs aren't completely devalued, okay? They're still needed in an offense. Running that spread them out, air it out offense that teams like Detroit runs, obviously is not the recipe for success. Um, and if you're going to build a defense, build through the front seven. Teams try to build, through, build from the back up. Build from the front up. All right? Your quarterbacks are only as good as your defensive line. Trust me. I'm a Bucks fan. I've seen it. Right? Our D-lines have been awful. Our secondary looks terrible as part of that. All right, because quarterback has time. All right, you know, the whole, you know, well, he's a multi-dimensional quarterback. I mean, it's having a dual-threat quarterback night. Yes. Is it an added benefit? Yes. Is it a necessity? No. Because your quarterback still has to be able to sit in the pocket and throw the football. Cam is a different kind of quarterback than Michael Vick ever was. Cam was a different kind of quarterback than Dante Culpepper ever was. If you're going to compare a quarterback that has that running and throwing ability in recent memory, um, who will be up for a Hall of Fame next year, will be Donovan McNabb. McNabb could run on you, but he could also sit in the pocket and throw the football. Mm-hmm. Steve Young could do the same thing. Steve Young could run on you, but he would sit in the pocket and throw the football. Having that uh, that threat of running the ball is is, is what makes them more valuable than just a straight pocket passer. Because defensive ends are getting better. Defensive lines and blitzes and teams are getting better. Offensive line play has gotten worse in my eyes. So I think yep. it wouldn't revolutionize the quarterback position, but I think it would revolutionize in the offense in which you would say, look, if, we run, if we're a top ten running offense, we can be a, still a, a top ten offense, top five offense. You know, whereas teams are starting to think because of the Saints, throw, throw, throw. Well, they are the only one won Super Bowl for a reason. Well, well, Jonathan, I think tonight's going to be the night to where everybody finally gets what we've been talking about for a long time. It's the pocket passers dying out in the NFL, and it's, it's the era now you really can't win a Super Bowl with a pocket passer only. You're going to have to go dual threat. But looking out at college football right now, there's really not many of them. It's weird how they're not good enough to be in the NFL, but – Jameis, he can run the football when he has to. We seen it. He can throw it. Aaron Rodgers, not he can't run. And then you see where he's at right now. Ben Roethlisberger can't really run. And look at where he's at right now. Look at, uh, I mean, just keep the list goes on and on. Peyton Manning can't run. He's in the Super Bowl, but it's not because of him. It's because of that defense that is is, is just so amazing. Peyton Manning had 40 yards passing in the second half against New England, and they won. I mean, is that amazing or what? I mean. <laughs> 
If you had told me Peyton Manning would have 40 yards, 40 yards passing, um, that of one, I would have laughed at you. But Peyton Manning has had over 280 yards in each of his last two Super Bowls passing. He has to do that again in order to win tonight, Jonathan. I'll, I'll tell you that. He's not going to. He's not going to win the football game with 200 yards passing, one touchdown, or two picks, or anything. I think he has to get close to 300. It's funny you mention that though because he lost. He lost both those Super Bowls. You know, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, let's 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 not forget that he threw for all those yards and lost, uh, 43 to eight and 31 to 17. So uh, I I just think the I think he just needs to avoid turnovers more than anything. Um, you know, and and the problem with the dual threat, I mean, Rodgers and Ben are mobile. They're not dual threat. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a plus for them, whereas Peyton and Brady aren't really mobile. Brady's not really mobile. Yeah. Rodgers yeah, and Ben can escape the pocket. Um, but I there agree. isn't a dual threat quarterback in college right now that, that speaks to I me. Mean, Paxton Lynch, the reason why there's so much hype around Paxton Lynch right now is because he's mobile enough. He's like a Ben or he's like a, a Rogers where he's mobile enough. We saw Paxton run a lot in college this year, and we know he can pick up yards, but that's not his strong suit. But, I mean, I think the problem is at an early age, kids decide whether they want to be Peyton Manning or they want to be Michael Vick. And there's really – they don't look at the in-between. They don't look at uh, the Rogers, the Ben. They don't look at the Cams where these are guys that are the rest the, – the reason why – they're you know they're they're so good is because they can always take off and pick up ten yards if need be. I mean Ben rumbles. I mean it's like a tank coming at you, but they can pick up ten yards if need be. These guys are great pocket passers too, and you need to try and meld the two styles. And you know Cam, that's what he has done to perfection. It has taken him this long. Let's not forget this. It has taken him this long to really perfect his style. So I think he, you know, there's going to be, you know, teams might be willing to take chances on kids that'll be later in the draft, and they're going to try and develop them and grow them. Uh, it's kind of like what Tyrod Taylor went through this year, where Tyrod finally got a shot, and you're like, wait a minute, this kid's pretty good. Uh, so I, I think, you know, there's just patience with quarterback is what's going to need to be stressed more than anything when it was what Cam's going to show because. You know, five years and boom, here, here's the recipe for success. But in the first couple of years, Cam looked a little shaky. There was a lot of negativity around him uh, for a couple things. And, you know, people didn't want to see Cam succeed because he wasn't the status quo. You know, he wasn't your prototypical drop-back passer. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in the same mode as Peyton and Brady. And that's why I think there was people didn't want him to succeed was he wasn't like them. And now people are warming up to Cam and going, hey, I want my quarterback to be him too. And I think that's what will happen. If Carolina blows, wins this game in a blowout, people are going to look at Cam and go, I want a quarterback just like that. Yeah, you, you, may, you may see J.J. Watt lining up at quarterback for Houston next year to get a 6'6 six, six guy kind of. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 you know, but, you know, the, the problem is, Jonathan, with uh, what I just said, though, too, and I thought about, like, you know, Roethlisberger and Rodgers, they are mobile. I mean, they are. They can – by time, and that's just as important as dual threat to me, just being able to do what they do. So well, let me retract what I said in that way, and you, you said it perfectly. But the problem with dual threat quarterbacks is getting hit. And the more, more times you get hit by running, the more likely you are to be injured. And the thing with Cam, he's 6'6", 250, 260, whatever he is. I mean, yeah, he could get hurt, but it seems like he gets more punishment when you hit him you know, and he doesn't get hurt because he's so big. Like, his injuries were a car accident. He had a foot injury. 
I think that just comes from being big sometimes. But how many six six two fifty quarterbacks are you going to be able to find that can run an offense like this that has a cannon and that can run a four five? That that's the problem. They don't make them anymore. That's a, he's just like a once in a lifetime player to me. Yeah, he does feel like a generational talent. I'm a firm believer, and and, and you know, and, and I I've tried to utilize this for multiple times, and what I I call them generational talent. Um. You know, and people ask me, well, you know, what 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 what, is, what do you mean by that? Well, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are generational talent. Okay, for their generation, they came out together. They're the, they were the cream of the crop. Okay, you it's, you can't really compare them to previous guys or, or or current guys. You know, Rogers and Ben are their little generation. Okay, now Cam is his own. You know, Jameis might join him. I don't know. There's a big stretch in between them. But Cam's really his own. He's kind of, I mean, it's almost like a Michael Jordan, if you will, to where he's his, he really doesn't have competition in how good he is at his position. Um, and he's revolutionizing the game in certain aspects. J.J. Watt's the same way. J.J. Watt would be in the same class as Cam Newton, just at a different position, to where they're revolutionizing the game in their own way and they're the best at their game. You know, J.J. Watt won Defensive Player of the Year for the third time last night. He joins Lawrence Taylor as the only guy to do that. J.J. Watt and Lawrence Taylor are generational talents. He's revolutionized their position. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor is still the only defensive player to win the MVP. Right. So that's why I think... two guys, two of the best defensive players that I remember, those two are it right there. Right. So I think Cam's a generational talent. It's going to be hard to replicate him. You've got to try and find that next one. And I think we could have him, Jameis. Uh, there's the, I think, you know, the, if you will... The book is still out on Mariota. We still have to wait and see what's going on there. Um, I closed that. If, well, if Kaepernick and RG three have taught us anything, Mariota is going to have a hard is, is going to have a hard time adjusting to life in the NFL. And it's because, just like you said, dual threat quarterbacks have a tendency to get hurt. They do. Okay, Cam is just big enough. He's like Roethlisberger. The fact that he's big enough for it's hard to hurt him, and even when he's hurt, you don't really know how hurt he is kind of a thing. Because we all know – if I'm not thinking Cam had surgery at the end of last year and things like that, so Cam plays hurt because he's so good he can do that. Okay? So you know, you, that's the difference between a, you know, a dual threat and a running quarterback. You know, running quarterbacks are smaller, and they have to take off. That is their game. Whereas it's just another weapon for Cam. Cam is a phenomenal quarterback. I would love for the Bucks to have him um, – you know, but I'm very happy with what I have. So I don't think I want to kick Jameis out right away. Um, but Cam is just something special. I think this is really the first time for the nation to see him on the biggest stage, and I think it is the first time. I think he will be back in the Super Bowl. And I think this will be the first time yeah. for the nation to really see him and understand this guy is a national brand. This guy is going to be on the same plane as somebody like a Steph Curry right now. To where nationally they're going to be loved and known by everybody, and kids are going to want to be them. Yep, and you know what? Even if Carolina loses a close game tonight, Carolina he's still 26 years old, and he's got a, that team's young. And as long as they can keep the pieces together and keep adding, and Benjamin comes back next year, could you imagine if Benjamin was playing tonight? I mean, if he was, man, you talk about a, mm-hmm. a matchup nightmare. And and you, you just never know. But I, I want a good game tonight, Jonathan. Real quick, before we make our final prediction, what in the world was T.O. doing not getting into the Hall of Fame, really? Well, 
Castillo deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, yes. Well, I think he did. I believe he's going to get in the first out. No one has said that from day one. The reason why Terrell Owens wasn't going to get in on the first out is because the people that vote for the Hall of Fame, just like in baseball, but he's going to vote for it. I don't like him. I don't like Theo. Yeah. It's like in baseball, people don't like Roger Clemens and Barry Bond. That's why they're not getting in. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're a little more, uh, I'd, I'd say, over the top with their dislikes, but Theo's got to understand, hey, Marvin waited his turn. Okay, Marvin was going to get in. Receivers usually have to wait a turn. Okay, not everybody gets in like Jerry Rice. Okay, receivers usually have to wait a year, and then they'll get put in. All right, Theo's numbers say he was one of the best receivers ever to ever step on the field. No doubt about that. He revolutionized but the, the, the over the he revolutionized that position to me. Well, oh yeah, I mean you had T.O. you had Moss together. Those guys were my goodness. Those are the two best receivers you could have. You know, so I, I think you know, and you're right. I think you're right. They did revolutionize it because all of a sudden people saw, well, he's big, and like, oh my goodness, he's big and fast. Okay, big and fast can be successful. So people started looking for big, fast receivers. That's, so I, I think T.O.'s just got to wait a year. He'll get in. Just like I think John Lynch is going to get in next year. Next year's Hall of Fame class, uh, the the new guys, isn't the strongest class I've seen in, in, in a little bit. Uh, you could actually see a couple offensive linemen get in next year. But I think Terrell Owens will get in. Uh, he just had to wait a year. And, I mean, sometimes you've got to wait your turn, man. You know, you had to wait two rounds to get drafted. You had to wait a year to play. All right? Just, just show a little more patience, and you'll be okay. Yeah, I promise. It'll be all right. And Ken Sabler finally got in. He was dead, though. He couldn't enjoy it. So they finally, I don't know why they waited so long to to put him in. But, again, people in their mom's basement are the ones voting, not actual people that actually play football. So, um Anyway, I'm going to give a prediction tonight of the game. I want it to be close. This is not what I think it – I want it to be a, a Ken Newton three-point victory at the end of the game. He does something, but it's, it would be too stressful. But um, I think Carolina comes out in this game. I don't think they jump out as, early, as big as they did against Arizona, Seattle, of course. But I think it's good. they're going to expose Denver a little bit. And I think the pressure that Carolina is going to be able to put on Denver – is going to be a lot more than New England could get on the road, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say 31 to 13, Jonathan, and that's that's not a blowout. I mean, that could be an 11 a two possession game until the very end and something happens, you know. So I think Carolina gets it done again. I think Denver struggles running the football, and I think Peyton Manning struggles because of the running game that's non-existent, and I think he throws a couple of picks. I think he he struggles in big games. He feels that pressure a little bit. Um, I just think Luke Keekley tonight plays a good game. The Carolina defense, I think your MVP for Carolina will be Cam Newton. I think if Denver wins the game, it's probably going to be Von Miller. Uh, but, but I'm sure they'll give it to Peyton Manning if he wins the Super Bowl, regardless of his numbers, because they want him to go out a winner. So 31-13, Jonathan, give me your score. Uh, well, I'm wearing a Broncos jacket. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Denver to win tonight, and this is strictly a homer pick. Um, Peyton Manning, obviously, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I'm going to take Denver to win this game 20-17. to 17. Uh, Brandon McManus makes a late field goal to give Denver to win. Um, I think having Thomas... And, and, and you get your under. And, and you I get my under. under. That's really what I'm focusing on. Um 
I, I think the underneath passing game is going to be there. Uh, they're going to utilize the slot guys a lot. Owen Daniels is going to have a couple plays uh, with Thomas Davis being limited. And the secondary being banged up, they don't really have a nickel back like they would if Charles Tillman could play. Um, so I think they're going to have a couple – the underneath passing game is going to help Denver out tonight. Um, I think you're going to see some screens uh, with C.J. Anderson. He's going to break one long. Um, I just, I honestly think Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware are going to bottle up Cam, take away his running lane, force him to throw. And with Talib covering Olsen and Harris on, um, on Ginn, I think he's just going to have a hard time with the passing game tonight. Mm. Uh, it, I, I expect a great game. I expect a slugfest. This should be a phenomenal football game either way, it turns out. Well, there you have it. Two different points of view from two people that really know football and study it and and are educated in it and played it. So that's good, Jonathan, when we both can be on different sides and, and actually see it two different ways. And that's that's why you have talk radio, man. If we both agreed on everything, it would be boring. Um, we don't always agree. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm right, sometimes you're right. So we'll see. Hopefully tonight I'm right. But I know a lot of people <laughs> are going to be upset if Peyton Man. If Cam Newton wins that Super Bowl tonight, the damnation will crumble. And they will just hardy up back and go try to poison another tree. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I'm going to try to do a show. Jonathan, let's try to do a show sooner than later so we can recap this Super Bowl. And uh, mm-hmm. maybe Monday or Tuesday night, something like that, we can get on or and do something. But, you know, after football is over with, we still have the draft coming up. We have um, spring and college football. But the main thing we're going to be discussing is March Madness getting ready to come up. And I have no idea who's going to win what now. Louisville with a ban, a year postseason ban, which is it surprised me mm-hmm. yesterday when that came out, which shows how bad mm-hmm. Rick Pitino cheats. <laughs> Not a fan of that and, and band. And Auburn, Not too, Jonathan, their best player suspended indefinitely. Bruce Pearl suspended uh, the point guard there mm-hmm. for conduct, bad bad attitude and everything, but it really doesn't matter because Auburn sucks anyway. So you can't even be suspended and you go like a disciplinarian and blame it on that. I mean, you suck anyway, but now if you lose, you can just say, hey, you know, we suspended our best player. We run a clean program here, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> Auburn's terrible, man. Good Lord, they're terrible right now. I hate watching I'm play. glad I they suspended him because I had Georgia land 10 yesterday. Yeah, I don't I don't think Georgia would have beat him if Kenny would have been in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, you know. But anyway, guys, thanks for – Jonathan, thanks for joining me tonight. Sonny, thanks for joining me. Sonny has Carolina, it sounded like, didn't it? Didn't it sound like he was picking Carolina? That's what it sounded like. I think Sonny's on the Carolina train uh, tonight. All right, well, let's go, Cam Newton. I mean, here's the deal. This has been a great year of football, guys, regardless of what happens tonight. What a phenomenal season of NFL football. I've watched every weekend of football, Red Zone Channel, watched every Carolina Panthers game. I've watched several Denver games, not as many as Carolina, but I know what Carolina has. So if if Carolina plays their game tonight, they're going to come out a winner. But we'll see. Is Cam Newton going to go back to the old Cam Newton, or is he going to be the Cam Newton that just won the MVP? We're about to find out probably in the next five hours. We'll know. So, everybody take care, and we'll see you. The game kicks off in an hour and ten minutes. I've got to run to the grocery store real quick. I need some snacks for this kind of game event. 
<laughs> All right. All I got to right, run y'all. off. You take care, my friend. All, All right, man. y'all. Y'all too. Uh, have a good one, man. All right. We'll see you next.